Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. So let's pray and then we're going to get in the word. I always like to think, you know, when I get into the word, like I'm going to work. When I get in the word, it's like I'm going to work. I mean, that's just how valuable this is. So, Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, illuminate the Word of God to our hearts. Speak to us, speak to us and lead us, guide us, show us things we've not seen before, show us in areas in our life where we can change and be more like you. I thank you for every person here, Lord, that you have given them ears to hear and eyes to see and understanding mind. I thank you, Father, that this word of God is not just words on a paper, but it is alive and active and powerful. I thank you, Lord, that it shows us in our life ways that we can make a change or if we are uh, feeling like we're alone, that it will reassure us that you are with us. I thank you for all that the word does in our life and that we here at Tree of Life have a hunger and a thirst for the living word of God. May your word be our food. May your word be what sustains us. May your word sustain our homes. May your word sustain our children. May your word sustain us and our marriages. May your word, Father, show us the way forward so that we can glorify you in the earth and so that our lives will be a light and others will be drawn out of darkness to the light of your word. We thank you for the word of God. This isn't just a Uh, anybody's word. This is the word of God. You breathed on men of old to write these things for us, for our learning, for our edification. I thank you for this word. And we find comfort and, and wisdom in the word of God. I thank you, Lord, that today there is a new day. This is a new day. It's a new beginning, a new start, a new way, a new plan, a new purpose in our lives. We will become purposeful because we have the word of God in our heart. And so I thank you that you lead us into the word of God today in Jesus name. And we all said, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, We have a prayer meeting here, too, on uh, Saturday morning, so I want to invite you all to come out to that. And uh, also, I want to encourage you. I I just get these little things, and I want to say them. Uh, If you, uh, you know, some people say, you know, well, you all came here and you started the church, but I want to tell you, it was all of us working together, partnering with us, and it still is that way. But, you know, when you feel God is telling you something, you have a vision or something, you know, it just doesn't happen. It takes hard work and prayer and discipline. I can tell you that for sure. And, uh, but in saying about prayer, this is something that will help you. Find a prayer partner. Find a prayer partner. I've had prayer partners over the years and you know, when I couldn't pray, they prayed for me and vice versa. So I wanna encourage you to find a prayer partner. And uh, I have a Zoom prayer meeting on Wednesday nights. It's really funny because we get on there and we're like, well, did you push that button? Well, I can't hear you, try that button. And then, and then I go, is your wife there? And he's like, no. And I go, is your daughter there? Can you call somebody, push this? But I mean, it's just like a episode of I Love Lucy. 
until we get going and we get everybody online. And so, I want you to open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1. I'll be reading it this morning out of the, uh, I usually use the Amplified Bible, but today I'm going to use the King James Bible. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. This is what it says. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it, or we could say complete it, until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work will complete it. So, Let's just say that this morning. Just repeat after me. I am confident. confident. He began a good work in me. And he will complete it. And And I have to say, in all honesty, there were times when I just didn't know that if it was going to go that way or not. I didn't know if he was going to complete it. And sometimes I wasn't sure about the good work. And so I just thought, you know, Lord, I want to encourage everybody this morning this is, uh, it's so important that you know the word. And this scripture, you know, you have life scriptures. My husband loved Jeremiah 29, 11, that's out there on the wall. I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you. We all know that one. But this one has sort of been one of mine. He began a good work in me and he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to kind of unpack this scripture a little bit this morning. And so uh, Paul was writing to the church at uh, Philippi, uh, which uh, if we read the whole chapter uh, and the whole book, which I would love to do, but Don won't let me. And so uh, we would read this whole book. And this book is known in the New Testament as the book of joy. And actually 16 times in the form of joy or rejoice is written in the book of Philippians. And the funny thing is, Paul is in Rome in prison. And yet he wrote the book of Philippians and it's full of joy, full of joy. You can go through and circle all the times it mentions joy, rejoice, joy, rejoice in the whole chapter. And so in the whole book of Philippians. Now the church at Philippi was started 10 years earlier than this book was written. And you all remember the story back in Acts, I believe it's in Acts 16, where uh, Paul had uh, seen a vision and a man said, come over here to Macedonia and help us. And so Paul and Silas went over there to help them start a church and they found a few people there. Well, he didn't know why it was going. He just went there, sort of like us. I wasn't sure exactly why we were coming here, but we came. And I didn't know, you know, some people say, well, you know, look at, look at this. I want to tell you back in those days, 40 years ago, I had no vision of this. I had no clue of this. I'm just being honest. You know, my vision was for five people to show up. I mean six, because there's five in my family. If just one person showed up, that would be great. <laughs> and so uh, that, that was kind of how we had for a vision. And so uh, he said, okay, I'm going to go over there. When that uh, angel appeared to him and said, you know, that man appeared and said, come and help us. And so um, he goes, there's some people at the river. 
He ministers to them. There's a girl following him around that has a devil. He casts the devil out uh, of her. And then he gets thrown in jail. Paul and Silas are thrown in jail. They're beaten and they're put in the inner prison. They're put in stocks. And at midnight, you know, they started singing praises to God. There was a big earthquake. Their stocks were released. All the prisoners were released and started leaving except for Paul and Silas. Well, the jailer, who just a few verses earlier had beat them within an inch of their life, the jailer comes in and says, oh no, and Paul says, uh, don't hurt yourself, because the rule was that if your prisoners got away under your watch, they were going to kill you. And so the guy falls down, and Paul said, hey, don't worry about it, we're not going anywhere. And he's like, the jailer's like, what? What is, how come you're so different? Of course, I'm paraphrasing this. And uh, so he starts telling them about Jesus. So the jailer gets saved, his family gets saved, and they all get baptized. And this is the very beginning of the church at Philippi. Now, 10 years forward, here we are, Paul. He's in prison. He's in Rome, in prison. And he's writing back to the Philippian church who've been going good for 10 years. They've been going strong. They've been there for 10 years. They'd started a church. And it wasn't a church that you think of because like, uh, you know, some Jewish brothers got saved. No, there weren't, any, there weren't even enough Jews in Philippi to start a synagogue, which only requires 10 men. This was a town that had Gentiles and pagans. They were worshipers of idols. So here after 10 years, that church was growing. They were doing great. And not only that, they'd taken up an offering and sent it to Paul to help him uh, navigate his time in prison in Rome. So he got that. And so this is why he wrote the book of Philippians. He wrote it back to his friends. And he said, I am confident that he who began a good work in you will complete it. I mean, 10 years later. Yay. Hallelujah. So 10 years later, he wrote him this. Now, he's not telling them this. He's not saying, oh, I just want to commend you for building that church. It's been 10 years and you're still going. No, that was good, but that's not the good work. Now, our scripture says, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you So they built that church, it was great, but that's not the good work he was referring to. Now they took up an offering to help him get through over here in Rome, because you had to provide your own food, etc. That's not the good work he was referring to. He said, I am confident of this very thing, that God who began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What did he mean, that good work? What did he mean, that good work that he started in them? Didn't mean he was so happy they had the church, which he was. Didn't mean about the offering, which that was great. No, let's turn to Zechariah up on the screen. Zechariah chapter 10, verses 6 through 12. Now, this is a, a great scripture in the Message Bible. And I want to say this, I am trying to become more modern. (laughs) You know, I quote my scriptures from the King James because, you know, growing up in the church, that's how I memorized them. And so if I get too far away from that, I'm lost. But 
I, I want to be more modern because this is what they tell me, you know, your audience or your YouTube audience or I don't know what audience that's out there in TV land, hello, uh, that they're younger and all of that. So I wanted to become more hip. So what I did was I, I read it in the Message Bible, and I'm telling you, I just cracked up. I just, I couldn't quit laughing. I don't mean, uh, it's just so funny. Okay, so I made a copy of it. Zechariah chapter 10, verse 6, from the Message Bible. Are you ready for it? I'll put muscle in my people. Is that hilarious? I mean, (laughs) I wanted to claim this scripture. Give me some of that muscle. I want muscle. And then I thought right away, I think Dave Miller already knew this scripture. (laughs) Don't you? I think this is a Dave Miller scripture. So what's he talking about this good work that he's doing on the inside? I'll do a good work. Verse six, again. I'll put muscle in the people of Judah. I'll save the people of Joseph. I know their pain and I will make them good as new. They'll get a fresh start. Why don't we say fresh start? Fresh start. How many of you have ever wanted a fresh start? Yeah, me too. Actually, more than one. As if nothing had ever happened. And why? Because I am their very own God. I'll do what needs to be done for them. Now, you could read on down because it's a blessing for your children. But I want to jump down to verse 12. But my people, oh, I'll make them strong. Look what he says next. God strong. God strong. And they'll live in my ways. God strong. You know what came to me when I saw that God strong? I wanted to make a little bracelet. You know how they have Boston strong, New York strong? They got that from the word. God strong. Isn't that right? That's what it says there. God strong. I'll make them God strong. So he says back to Philippians, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you. What is that good work that God did in him? What's that good work that God is doing in you? That God strong, what is that on the inside of us? I want to tell you what that is. God strong. He says, there are great things going on in you. And he said, when he says, I am confident, I want to say it this way. As much as I've ever been sure of anything in my life, I am sure of this. That's the Karen translation. I want to say it again. King James says, I'm being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it. He says, I'm confident, I'm confident, I'm confident. God has more confidence in you than you have in yourself. I am confident, God says, I am confident. I want to say it like this, as much as I've ever been sure of anything in my life, I am sure of this. God began a good work in you and he will complete it. I know sometimes we don't feel that way, 
But these are the things that God's doing. And this is a work of God. Just like it said over in Zechariah, it said God's strong. This is God's work. You know, some people will say, well, God's working. And I'm like, well, what is he doing? Uh, Well, he's working. He's moving. Oh, well, what's that? You know, sometimes we just say cliches and we don't really understand what we're saying. What is God's work? What is the work of God? What is God doing? Well, this is God's work. And this is what he's doing. It's his good pleasure, his desire, and his purpose. And this is what he's doing. He is illuminating your heart. Revealing and enlightening the word in your heart. He is illuminating his will for you in your heart. He has taken out the stony heart and he's given you a heart of love. He has imparted spiritual life and power in you. He is forming Jesus Christ on the inside of you and in your hearts and in your mind. He has an impartation of grace that he has put on the inside of you. And the effect of that is what changes you. It enables you to do those good works. Without God, we can't do those things. But he has enabled us through grace to do these things. We cannot do these things alone. The work of God. What is the work of God? God is making you a habitation for his spirit. He's making you a habitation. And God has given you an inheritance in heaven. This is a spiritual work that he has begun in us. And listen, this is an internal work. An internal work that he has begun in us. It's a spiritual work. It's something within, in your inward man. It's renewed day by day. It's a seed planted in your heart. It's not something you see on the outside. He is giving you a clean conscience, which has been sprinkled by the blood of the lamb and cleansed. He is working in your heart. He has set your heart on things above, a heart that fears and respects God. It is not finished. Our scripture said God has begun a good work. This is all that he's doing right here. When you want to know what God is doing, I just read to you what God is doing. You may not see him. I know when I moved to Colorado Springs and I worked there for five years, I had a house up in the mountains. And so on the way home, the church was way out on the other side of town. It took me about 30 minutes to get up to the mountains where I lived. And I would sit in my car and I'd go, uh, Mountain, be thou removed in the name of Jesus. (laughs) And I'd be looking around. (laughs) Have you ever done crazy things? I've done my share and yours too. And uh, I would say that, mountain be removed. And I'd say, oh God, I just want to see you move. Mountain be removed. And I'd look up and that mountain was still there because I lived over there by Pikes Peak. Mountain be removed. And it was still there. 
And so I'd say, well, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? You said you're working. This is what God is doing. He's moving in our heart. He has given us spiritual life. He is softening our heart. He's given us revelation. Amen. He is working. You never should fear that God is not working. And because he has put an incorruptible word on the inside of you, it can never be corrupted. It can never be lost. It can never be destroyed. It is maintained by God and the devil and man cannot overcome it. This is the good work. The good work, God's work, God's strong. This is why we are God strong, because God is in us, on the inside of us. And he is not finished. What does it say there in the Philippians? He, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began, ah, he's just begun, hallelujah. I mean, I'm 74 and he has just begun. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He has just begun to do this work. He's not finished, but he says, and I will complete it. I will finish it. If you're worried that you're going to make it to the end, stop worrying. God's got you and you are God strong. Therefore, you may just assure yourselves today because this work of God, remember the work of God, it always continues. It always continues because of God's abundant grace, because of the living, never-ending well of water on the inside of you. It is still working. It's the work of God. God who never changes. This is who's working in us. The God who never changes. The God who never changes his purpose. The God who never breaks the promise. God who never takes back his gifts. God is our rock, the foundation of our salvation. He is a faithful God and he will never forsake the work of his hands. God who has the power that holds the world in space. God has the power to accomplish it. And God says, we will grow stronger and stronger to the coming day. And God who said he would never leave us. This is what God is doing in you. This is the work of God. The good work in God never stops. Let's look at our scripture again. Philippians 1, 6, being confident. I am more sure of this than I've ever been sure of anything in my life. God began and a good work in you, and I am confident he will complete it. So he's begun it, but he isn't through with it. He said, I will never leave you. The good work in you will never stop, never come to an end until the day of Jesus Christ. With Jesus Christ. I mean, until the day of Jesus Christ. That just means when we either we go to meet him or he comes to meet us in the air, he will never stop. The work will continue. So today is just the beginning. Today is just your beginning. You know, sometimes there are a few things that come up and, and one thing I'll say that can hinder sometimes, not stop, but just in your mind hinder, is when you doubt that God is not with you that he's not working in you. 
but he never will leave you nor forsake you. When we get our eyes off of him and we just look at the Lord, I mean, we just look at ourselves, we think we can't make it. I'm going to tell you something. Or you'll look at the past and you'll think, yeah, but I failed so many times. I'm going to tell you this and you can write this down. God is more interested in your future than he is your past. Yes. Amen. Amen. God is more interested in your future than he is your past. When those negative thoughts come, this is what I want you to do. I want you to challenge those thoughts. Yes. You know, I meet people all the time. They never challenge their thoughts. They just think every thought they have is the way it's to be. No, it's not. Challenge your thoughts. How do you challenge? Well, you speak the word. Is that true? No, that's not true. God's through with me? No, that's not true. Challenge those thoughts. Because God has a future for you. Because what does he say? I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.